This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. We continue all the way to episode 419 of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. I don't need another speech by some impotent whack job whose mother didn't love him, rationalizing why he needs to conquer the universe. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we do every week with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hopefully everyone is doing well. Well enough. Yep. I'm just talking before we came on, winding down the school year. Mm-hmm. And sure others, especially if you're in, in the U.S., mm-hmm. are in the same boat. I don't really know how how people do it in other countries. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, but here it's school's getting done. Yeah. My mother-in-law's last day is Thursday. And after that, she'll actually be retired. So it literally is her last day on Thursday. So same same with my Mm mother-in-law. Same with with my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law, except she has to go till June 9th because her school district is a clown show and I will happily say that she's retiring she's done and Mm -hmm. I can say it even if she wouldn't can't Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't get me started Mm -hmm. let me guess the dreaded snow days (laughs) not even the snow days it's just her her school district is it's Salt Lake City school district and they just are run very terribly Wowza. And all of all of the things I've heard, not just from her, but from other like parents and whoever, I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad we're not up there. I mean, the one we're in it has its ups and downs, but like, it, it's the epitome of the teachers are amazing. The administration blows chunks, mm-hmm. and and they do a lot of that you know bureaucratic stuff that that chases off the really really good teachers. So. Yeah, it's 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 a sad, sad state. She's excited, and I, we're excited for her. And it was funny because we were having a Sunday dinner. Well, also we were celebrating my birthday last night, and all the family was there. And uh, my my brother in law is a nurse, and he's like talking about now, you know, when you're retired, you gotta, you know, do you have a plan what you're gonna do? You're not just gonna sit around because that's not good too. And she's like, oh no, we know what we're doing. We've got this and this and this that we're gonna do. Like all these different projects and you know, people they want to see, helping take, you know, helping be around the grandkids. I mean, all of their, all their grandkids live close, close enough to see regularly. So she's like, yeah, we're not going to be bored. Don't worry. <laughs> so I'm like, yep. And even if you think you are, we'll, we'll drag you out and do something. Yep. So anyway, yeah. so happy end of school, happy retirement for those who that applies to. And yep. So well, first up, we need to do the news, which uh, 
Salt Fate, Salt Lake uh, Fan X is not wasting any time, are they? <laughs> no, no, indeed. They've, no, dropped quite, they've dropped quite a bit since we uh, caught up with them last. So, right. Um, I know. I, I got the email and I was like, oh my. Yeah. So fun. it's like, I just, I just scrolled down to where we'd stopped last time on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So, uh, among others, uh, you, we, if you're playing on tending uh, Fan X, you can see Wayne Knight Newman. Mm-hmm. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello, uh, Jerry. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. He was a. And I feel like he voiced something in Disney. He probably voiced several things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is also in Jurassic Park. Yes, he's Jurassic Park. He was in a yeah. lot of things in the 90s, so. Yeah. 90s kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then. And Matthew Lillard, who. If you're of a certain age, you know him probably best from the first Scream movie. Um, but he's actually a big gamer. Uh, <laughs> so Yes. Um, I, obviously, I he was also in the live-action Scooby-Doo uh, films. That's, that's what I knew, I remember him from. Yeah. I've never seen any Scream But he is a yeah. big gamer fan, and he's got, a, he's got a company, and so he'll come to Gen Con and uh so i saw him at his company's booth last year so it was just rather wild to be like raggy uh <laughs> raggy Rattro raggy you're out of dice uh you're out of the dice <laughs> i wanted um so uh but yeah um and then for again the nineties fans, Mario Lopez, Ace yeah. Slater himself, um, again from Scream, Nev Campbell, uh, John Reese Davies. I'm very yes. jealous about that. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been here before, and uh, last time I sat on in on his panel, it was like it was it was a treat. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having him back. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also have a uh, a, a small group, <laughs> small group of a uh, Star Wars voice actors. So you may have heard of them. You may have heard of them. Um, so there's Ashley Eckstein, 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 voice Eckstein. of Ahsoka. She'll yeah. be there. Uh, James Arnold Taylor, who's also looks like he's he's also voiced a bunch of video game characters, but he's voiced for Obi Wan. Matt mm-hmm. Lanter who I think is, like, I love what he does with Anakin in Clone Wars, so that's exciting. Um, and then, uh, well, she's actually been on lots of great things, but um, they're kind of highlighting her Star Wars stint, Katie Sackhoff. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan, Starbuck from the, the, the rebooted um, Battlestar Battle Galactica. Star Galactica. Um, but she spoke at time. <laughs> she spoke at time in in the animated and in live action. So yep. That is that is some serendipity there. Um, and yeah. I know there was a bunch of Star Trek because we just yep. finished watching um, uh, season three of Picard. Next, yeah, you got some next gen yeah. slash Picard folks: Jonathan Frakes, yeah. Michael Dorn, Gates McFadden, Denise mm-hmm. Crosby. I know, and I'm like, I have. I, you know, after Jared and I watched Deep Space Nine, I'm like, 
think I need to I need to meet Michael Dorn, and I definitely need to meet Jonathan Frakes, but I might have him sign a Gargoyles poster of Janet Oshas. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling Jared as we were watching Picard, I'm like, I'm sorry, I just hear Xanatos when I hear Jonathan Frakes talk. Mm-hmm. I just, that's just my yeah. frame of reference. Or, uh, or sneak a leverage poster. Hey, you did a cameo and you directed here. <laughs> yes, here you go. Please, please sign if you, if you wouldn't mind. But um, although although I do have an affinity for Riker, yes, and I will embarrass Jared here because when I first met Jared, he did not have a beard, and he's very baby faced <laughs> without it. And like so, the, then there was like a chunk of time I hadn't seen him for a while, and then I saw him again, and he had a beard, and I'm like. Huh. Keep that, please. Keep that, please. In fact, when we, when we got engaged, I said, it, it, it's your Riker beard, and you are forbidden from ever shaving it. <laughs> if anyone tells you you have to do so for some whatever, I will I will exercise the wifely veto and say, no, you're not shaving your beard. Right. Uh, unless the dermatologist says you have to, then okay. <laughs> I will have to think long and hard about that. Okay. The help is due. But anyway, right. but no, but but I I have I have my Riker. <laughs> so, yes, I married a Riker basically. <laughs> he looks very good with the full beard. But does he and does? Like, but does he do the thing when he sits down though? No, no, he does not. He's yeah. not that flexible. Also, yeah. <laughs> we don't have any chairs that short. Yeah. <laughs> so no, so no, he doesn't do the Riker sit. Unfortunately, but he has he has he has a Riker beard. Nothing wrong with so, that. No, yeah, it's it's, it's great. Some but, people um, just need facial hair. Yes, or they look ridiculous. It was it was funny. Like one time, he like got he, he was he was just trimming, but he got mm-hmm. the attachment wrong, and he didn't shave it off, but it was dang close. And it was I think it, it was soon after Lottie was born, if I remember right. And I was just like, no, 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 you need to, yeah, like, he's like, I do. Like, Glue yeah, it back. Throw it back. <laughs> yeah. Get some miracle grow. Yeah. That's the stuff they use on a Chia pet. Pretty much, yeah. I'm even trying to remember. I think Alex was even weirded out by it because, like, like I said, he, he still had this, he still had a, a fair amount of scruff, but it was to the point, like, you could tell how he would look without the beard. Mm-hmm. And was like, I love you, dear, but you need a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and and he he would agree with me. So uh, it's not like I'm sitting here, you know, bagging on my on my husband. We both agree. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I I I totally. Yeah. My uncle is like that. He either needs a beard or at the very least a mustache because yes. he has no yeah. upper lip. Yeah, my dad <laughs> one year accidentally made the mistake of shaving off his mustache. My mom and I were both oh. like. Uh uh-uh. uh mustache. I mean he can and he did a nice beard. This is like uh, if you sh- you can keep the mustache, shave the beard, but do never ever shave the mustache. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Did oh, not was, look no. Yeah. It it was funny. My my in-laws, you know, several years ago, they were getting like some old wedding pictures out and and Jared and all his brother and his brothers had never seen their dad without a mustache. But in those mm-hmm. wedding pictures, he doesn't have a mustache. And they just kept staring at it. They were they were hanging up, hanging it up on the wall with all of like all the, the boys' wedding pictures too. And they're like, that just looks wrong. <laughs> and, and their dad was even like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't have it then. I, I don't, I can't remember what the conversation was, but it was just, 
I just remember all of them just kind of staring at it at the at the pictures <laughs> up on the wall. Oh my goodness, yeah. So so there's some guys. They just need the facial hair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a tangent. Jonathan Frakes is coming, everyone. That Yay! is a to to Fanex. So yeah, if you if you have watched uh, season three of Picard and your your hope in new Star Trek has been renewed and you are like, hey, all these cool next gen people who are coming, yeah, let's you know get on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Come see him. And I'm like, I do need, I do want to meet Michael Dorn because I adore Worf. Mm-hmm. Worf is just, ah, uh, the best. <laughs> we may have to put Picard season three on the dock at some at some point. <laughs> oh yes, it is it was, good. It is very good. I'd have we, to we watch skip... one, two, and three. So no, no, you can skip one and two because they're they're awful. But season three, you well, can just start there. Two was decent. If you're a Q fan, I would watch two. See, I love okay, Q. If you, so if you like Q, yeah, Jared was like, we he we watched. I checked out after the first episode of season one, and Jared tried to like he kept watching a few more, but he's like, I can't, I can't do this. And and it was like we had like people had to convince us to watch. Season three, I'm like, okay, fine, we'll do it, and we watch. Like, you should have started out with this. The point, yeah, yeah, the point. No, no. So, anyway, and and you don't have to have watched one and two to understand. There are a few things that it references, but you just there are a few characters like, okay, this person's been here, so whatever. Right, Uh, and at least they make enough of a mention that it doesn't retread if you've missed. If you haven't yeah. seen one and two, so you understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah, so so you know what's going on, and then yeah, so it's it's a good one. So look forward to that, uh, Fanex people, or you know anyone coming from out of out of town, out of state. Who? Cool. Trek over. I don't know. I don't know what people do. <laughs> no, we've got our passes, and our kids are already excited, and they don't even know why. Well, they do know why. All right. Well, uh, we got some uh, announcements from Marvel, all of Disney Plus. So you can mark your calendars. Still in pencil, uh, as always. But yeah. uh, right now, you could put in pencil October sixth as the the premiere of Loki season two. And then uh, Thanksgiving weekend, essentially. So, you know, when you're in your, uh, you know, when you fully stuffed yourself and are going back for seconds, thirds and whatever's and still eating said leftovers for the next three days and you're so full, you don't want to do anything. Um, November 29th, we're going to get all of the episodes of Echo. Cool. I think Disney's taking advantage of that being a holiday weekend for a lot of people. Yeah, that that <laughs> seems that seems to be the trend. I mean, everybody, you're all you're all watching stuff anyway. That um, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend and eating yeah. leftovers. So sick of football. Here you go. Here's the new Marvel show on Disney Plus. Oh, 
um and then this was very exciting uh, yes yes the cw has announced that the librarians are coming Mm -hmm. back kind of the series the librarians is coming Mm -hmm. back with the librarians the next chapter so according to um dean (laughs) who is coming back uh, as uh, uh executive producer and showrunner um the little blurb that the CW gave us is The Librarians. The next chapter is a spinoff of the original series, The Librarians, which followed the adventures of the custodians of a magical repository of the world's most powerful and dangerous supernatural artifacts. The new series centers on a librarian from the past who time traveled to the present and now finds himself stuck here. When he returns to his castle, which is now a museum, he inadvertently releases magic across the continent. And then he is given a new team to help him clean up the mess he made, forming a new team of librarians. So I find it interesting that at the, at the top of this blurb, they're talking about the, uh, the, the CW network is undergoing a massive content overhaul to redefine yes. the CW brand, which that just amuses me because... We all kind of know what a CW show is. It's kind of uh-huh. that teenage angsty stuff. Like even that is even the really... CW's way of yeah. saying all of our DC superhero shows are going away. Uh-huh. Pretty much, yes. Like, and we I don't have supernatural like... either. Right? Yeah, we got nothing. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they they do well. I mean, they sold the the. I mean, Warner Brothers or you know whatever. They basically sold the CW to I don't know who. Yeah, for like penny, pennies on the dollar. So it's like, what are you gonna do with this? So I wonder if it's like gonna become more of like what TNT is supposed to be, or kind of like that, where it's more not just your, you know, good-looking flannel-clad, skinny people with good hair, <laughs> or whatever. Um, because I mean, you know, the, the look at any Jared and Jensen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, okay. Last week, last week. It was my birthday, and for my birthday, I asked Jared to take the kids, and I wanted the house to myself. One of the things I did was I finished watching the first season of Superman and Lois, because I love Superman, and I've been really wanting a good Superman fix. And people have told me this show is actually pretty good, if you like Superman. And and the first season was good, but there were some moments I'm like, yeah, this is still a CW show, but it's a, it's a, it's a decent Superman show, too. So, so if you're a fan of Superman... I, I have the second season on hold at the library. I forgot to grab it when I was at work today. Um, but but I will say the first season was 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 solid. Um, mm. But yeah, there are things I'm like, yeah, this has still got that that CW stink on it. <laughs> and and you all we all kind of know what what that is. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering because it sounds like you know they said oh, you know not confirmed if the original cast will return, but it sounds like they they might even just be doing like doing this from scratch because it sounds like a, a time traveling librarian comes to the future and there's a new team so who knows i mean i would love for any of the of the original group to show up i imagine maybe noah wiley at least will will be there but who knows um 
So I'm where they're revamping it so much. I'm kind of going to wait until I know more before mm-hmm. I get really, really excited. But where Dean Devlin is still on, on, on board, I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I think I it really just, yeah, it really just depends on when this actually goes into production. Although at the moment, yeah. nothing's in production because of the writer's yeah, strike. Nothing, strike yeah. yeah, well, there's a writer's strike. I think the Directors Guild, I think I, I heard rumor they were going to maybe. Mm. So there, there's there's some upheaval that, that's, yeah. that's happening so, in Hollow. Depending on what so... happens going forward, because uh, obviously we know some of the cast is at the moment employed elsewhere. Right. So, because Rebecca Romaine is is she still on Star Trek: The Strange New Worlds? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't finished first and, season of yeah, it. Christian Kane just kind of sits around and waits till somebody calls him and says, "We're either doing the librarians or more leverage, um, or or another season of Almost Paradise. We need to have yeah. the Philippines." So, yeah, and then John Larroquette. Depending on, I haven't heard if the 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 Night Court reboot is getting picked up for another season or not. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. See what happens. Yep. So, but it is it is in in the works. So yep. just kind of we'll keep we'll keep you posted. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, I need more information to make a decision on whether or not I'm looking forward to this. Um, but if it's, if it's good, if it's, if it has the same, same spirit and the same vibe, I guess, as the, as the, the series we knew and loved before, then yeah, I'll, I'll be on board, on board. Mm-hmm. And also this, this reminds me, I am overdue for a librarian's re- re- rewatch anyway. <laughs> so, oh I dear, have all the seasons, whatever and, will you and, do? Oh gosh. The other thing I did was I last week because I rearranged our DVD collection because it was just in this haphazard, nothing made sense, and I just realized like we have so many things we can watch. Why do we need? Mm-hmm. Why do we need streaming? <laughs> like kids, so I'm going to introduce you to the wonders of home video because that's mm-hmm. what we did when I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so watch this space, I guess. Uh... Pretty much, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and uh, if any of the work stoppages affect it, yeah, they may affect everything else. So, yeah, we're all kind of in a holding pattern with that. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that is it for the news. We don't have any feedback, so. I guess at this point we shall be sounding the spoiler alarm I have a sound effect I add, so... Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and it's not my smoke detector going off in the other room. That's my husband making dinner. Um, Wait, is it actually going off? I can't hear it. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, so. wow. We just have the world's most sensitive smoke detector. So, hold on a second. We're good. (laughs) 
that makes sure he actually was there making dinner and it wasn't just <laughs> random going off and he's not there but the fact that it goes off and then yeah because if your fire alarm's going off and and chauncey is not cooking you gotta yeah then we've got a problem so yes <laughs> just checking okay we're good pause so. recording and vacate yeah <laughs> You're like, nope we're fine know. in that case my smoke, de- my smoke detector is just gonna be a stand-in for the spoiler alarm right uh so spoilers making for toast, making bacon Yes. <laughs> yeah. In this case, French fries. Ooh, um, yum. Yep. Yummy. We baked out deep fry. Um. But uh, yeah. So spoilers for really the MCU up to this point: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and the Guardians Holiday Special, specifically. Uh. Mm-hmm. So our thirty-second film entry into the MCU and a bit of a send off for the guardians as we know them at the moment mm-hmm. um so yeah so yeah not just spoiler warning but kind of content warning that too yes as well yeah. mostly because of rocket's backstory so if thing you know things yes. related to animals and the treatment of animals bothers you you may want to turn this yeah. episode off uh, i so. i will say i will say i do know of several people and i'm kind of in that camp but they knew that that, that was a possibility and they're like yeah i love the guardians but i don't think i can go see this movie yeah right it it is it is it is tough to watch but yes. It also explains a hell of a lot, at least as far as Rocket is concerned. And it also just goes to show just how awful of a villain this, you know, supposed, you know, this guy that's supposed to be this amazing scientist, this high evolutionary, is... Because, I mean, we've dealt with some pretty nasty villains in the MCU. Yeah. But this dude this takes like, the cake. <laughs> this is this is this guy is bordering on like some stuff that actually happened in real life. Psycho. In um, what he was doing to these animals was being done to human beings by a certain, by lack of yeah. a better term, terrorist group back in the 30s and 40s in Germany. Yeah, uh, that that what that one wackadoo with the funny mustache. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and yeah. a couple of his cronies. Yeah. Lots of his cronies, yes. Cronies, yeah. Yeah. Several several uh, topics on Behind the Bastards. You can go listen to those episodes where they get into detail if you could handle that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this this picks up after after the holiday special. Um, which, the holiday special obviously takes us at Christmas. It's after Endgame. And mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder, because um, obviously Thor was running around with the, the Guardians at the beginning of Thor, Love and Thunder um, until he took off to do his own thing. Um, and then the Guardians have gone and they have uh, actually purchased Nowhere from uh, the Collector. So apparently the Collector's not dead. Uh, so he was just 
beat up a little by Thanos, but he's not actually dead. Um, so they purchased nowhere from him and is now kind of Guardian's headquarters. Um, and uh, they they live there. Some of the rabbit, you know, the Ravagers live there. A bunch of other people, you know, the, the, the people like Cosmo, who was part of the collector's collection, uh, is now is now free to run around cosmo she is a good dog despite what craglin may say cosmo is a very good dog uh <laughs> um uh so um but by this uh, like peter was depressed in the holiday special because of everything that happened with thanos and gamora dying and then a different gamora who doesn't know him you know being brought forward from 2014 um so he was depressing that be yeah which has got to be like the worst part of the whole multiverse thing is like meeting people that you know and care about Mm -hmm. that aren't the person that you actually know yeah i'm like oh you want to make you want to make the the multiverse a, a heartbreaker that's how you do it yeah well and james gunn in an interview when he was doing press for this one he said that the first film is about the mother you know the maternal figure and this you know peter dealing with the death of his mother and um yeah you know, stuff like that and then uh, the second film is about the relationship with his father, obviously, with Ego. Um, and then this film is really about the Guardians' relationship with themselves. Um, and after all the stuff that they've been through and the time they've spent together, they're they're a family... But they all each individually have their own like personal hangups, and they don't necessarily um, interact with each other in the healthiest ways because they they lash out. You know, there's a there's a, a scene at one point where um, the uh, it's um, Mantis, Mantis and Drax and nebula no nebula i think um and mantis is complaining and she start go goes off and starts talking about how stupid drax is which he's mm-hmm. not no he's just he's got a he, you know they they all are they all have their strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. but they have to come they kind of have to come to grips with their own weaknesses instead of right. lashing out at the others and pointing out what they think are their are perceived weaknesses. So right. Mantis goes off and call, calls Drax all these stupid names, and Drax is all like, "You think you know? You think I'm stupid and all this stuff?" And Mantis ends up using his powers, uh, her powers, to make him forget that she said all of that stuff. Right. Um, and uh, I was kind of wondering too. Drax's kind of playing dumb if that wasn't kind of a way to protect himself from everything is. that happened and being you know being the being a father figure losing that and then yeah 
you know, because he was a dad. He was happy being a dad. And then when Thanos decided to come in and, you know, mm-hmm. he got shoved into a job that he didn't want, but he took it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and, and at this point, Drax, like, is kind of, he, he, he doesn't know what his purpose is. Like, what, where, right. what is his thing besides being muscle, obviously. Right. Uh, but it's not like they're lacking for muscle either. I mean, Peter is is decently strong. Obviously, Groot is extremely strong. Uh, this version of Groot, um, and just gets stronger. So it's like Drax is kind of lost at what his kind of thing is because before he yeah he was a family man he had a wife and he had a kid and did whatever it is that he did on his own planet and then his entire and then after they died his entire focus was i must get revenge on thanos and then eventually you know thanos is dead twice so you know it's like it's like okay well my my family has been avenged now what what do i do now yeah Mm -hmm. it's like what else do i do besides eat bags of zarg nuts you know right i'll go find somewhere nice to retire or something i don't know exactly exactly um you know uh nebula is really stepping up in her role as a leader um you know being very you know kind of managing nowhere um and coordinating this that and the other thing and then also taking care of peter when he gets too drunk which is exactly what happens at the beginning of this movie you've seen it seen it in the trailer the shot of them walking in a row and nebula's holding you know star lord in her arms which that is actually a 35 pound replica of chris pratt oh yeah to scale made to scale and i have it linked in the show notes there's a, a short video clip that someone on the on the crew when they first brought it out and made sure that karen could could hold it and carry it you know based on the size and the weight mm-hmm. and chris pratt is just like freaking out at just how like life like it is life like yeah. it is he's like this is what my wife sleeps next to every night when i'm asleep because <laughs> <laughs> that version of star yeah. wars passed out drunk so his eyes are closed his mouth is kind of open so he's like this is what my wife sees when she's you know when i'm in bed next to her so pretty much oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw that bit in the in the trailer, and I'm like, I mean, Karen, I'm sure she works out and, you know, is, you know, getting ready physically to be in this movie, but I don't think she's carrying Chris Pratt. Right, no. yeah. Or I'm just like, that better be CGI, because, oh, the back. It's not. Ow! Nope. <laughs> nope. That was, that was, that was practical. It's like, she's carrying a Chris Pratt. Right. It's not, just not, not, not the, the Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> and speaking of trailers, holy Hannah, how many misdirects did we get? <laughs> I thought we were not going to get the ending that we did with everybody coming out on the Everybody Lives. <laughs> I mean, Scale. if you want to get technical, Rocket did die 
Yep. For a few it's, minutes. Right. And so did Star-Lord. So, so that he had his, his, little, his little Harry Potter afterlife plat- platform and three quarters moments. Yeah. <laughs> With Lila. So, yep. mm-hmm. um, so technically Rocket did die. He just didn't stay dead. Right. So, Which, yay. <laughs> Yeah, you but, need to yeah. start asking asking the question more specifically because yes, he dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's a comic book no, movie. No, dead, dead. <laughs> nobody well, re- yeah. nobody ever really dies. Yeah, I mean that was this <laughs> that, really. that was this thing going around like this this Miss Marvel to make it a big deal like oh she's gonna die in the comics I'm like I'll wait five minutes to be back. Yeah, yeah. It'll come. There'll be another run, and they'll bring her back. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, even in this, because like we have the, you know, the, and it's carried over from one of the post-credit scenes from Guardians Two. Craglin takes Yondu's fin and the arrow that he controls by whistling, and we saw Craglin try to use it in one of the post-credit scenes in Two, and was obviously not successful. He's still not successful by the time we get to this movie. Um, and it reaches a point where uh, in, you know, it's pretty cliche. It was obvious that he was going to have a moment where, you know, his back is against a wall and he just has to figure out how yeah. to use this damn weapon. Um, but, you figure it uh, out when your life is in danger. And yeah, murder. but in this case, he also got a little extra kick in the pants. Yes. From a vision he has of Yondu. Mm-hmm. So even though Yondu's dead, they still brought Michael Worker back to film this one little thing that I Which was not expecting. So cool. him. Yeah, because yes. you hear his voice first, and then Craglin looks across, he sees this vision of Yondu, and I'm like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like you're already making me emotional that you gotta go bring Yondu. And I was like, oh, I'm sure they probably just took footage. That's what I thought, yeah. But no, apparently they brought Michael Worker back to to film that. So his check uh, is in the mail. Yep. Uh, so that that was that was really cool. Um, and um, let's put it up for the MVD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old Cosmo. Bestest doggo good girl ever. Yeah, <laughs> Craiglin, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Cosmo has telekinetic powers. <laughs> yes, there note to self: don't tick her off. <laughs> don't tick off the Russian space dog. Space dog. Um, or she might smush you. Her, yeah, might use her uh, telekinetic powers and send you off into. Who knows where? Mm-hmm. Um, and she can telekinesis yeah. herself some treaties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's funny is is Cosmo is supposed to be a Russian dog, and mm-hmm. the actress that voices her is Bulgarian. Wouldn't have run it by me that she was Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's like oh, it's 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 it's. it's it's Eastern Europe. It's it's fine. Uh, so I don't know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Nebula, she really steps up. So she, I mean, this is really bringing for Nebula. This is a, a 
fulfillment of her of her growth and arc as a as a character mm-hmm. from going just being you know willing to do whatever thanos tells her to do without a second thought to actually giving a crap about right. other people and being a leader um although her and <laughs> obviously the version of Gamora that is running around, who at this point is now running around with the Ravagers, um, including Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yes, that was a surprise I did not see coming. I thought that was a one and done deal. <laughs> nope, nope. Now you brought him back. Um, but obviously, that uh, Gamora has the memories of her relationship with Nebula up to when she was pulled to the present. So there's a bit of animosity there. Right. You know, that sisterly, like, rivalry, but they're still kind of friends. But, like, you see every, you know, when they're not directly, like, talking to each other, like, okay, you know, they'd walk by each other and they just kind of go, it's growling. It's quite funny, actually. So it's Klingon. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was very just like, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, i love Um, you but i can still take you down (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah yeah um yeah so but uh you know uh the the, this gamora you know is this gamora is closer to what nebula was Mm -hmm. when we first met nebula who she was willing to shoot first and ask questions later and it takes this adventure for her to realize that it's not just about like shooting things and blowing shit up to get the job done. So she humanizes her a little bit. Obviously, you know, she and she and Peter Quill are not going to be a thing. Um, because that entire history is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but by the time we reach the end of the movie, they're they're at least friends. They're on friendly terms. You know, she goes back with the Ravagers. Um, so Mantis, I mean, she, I mean, she does. Uh, yeah, we definitely get to see more of Mantis and what her abilities are and what she's capable of. Um, yeah, you know, with her ability to you know make Drax forget <laughs> that she just spent. 30 seconds insulting him. Um, we see the return of her ability to kick some major ass, which we saw in the holiday special, although mm-hmm. she doesn't have any oversized candy canes to fight with this time, but um <laughs> she could still she could still kick ass. Um and yeah, by the by the end of the film, she's like, you know, I spent my entire life under the thumb of ego. I want to see what the rest of the universe has to offer. So she decides to kind of be like a kid who's just, who's going to take a gap year in between high school and college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's going to run off and kind of see the galaxy. Um, so, but really this film is, uh, you know, Drax by the end. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Drax does get to kind of step back into a father figure role. Yes. Uh, but we'll discuss how he gets there. But the, really, this film is about Rocket. It's not even about Peter Quill. I mean, Peter no. Quill obviously gets is 
you know, the leader of the Guardians. Um, and it's because Rocket gets seriously injured when Adam Warlock comes barreling into nowhere and just starts beating the shit out of people. Uh, because he's looking, he's looking for Rocket. Um, because his mother, um, who we saw in Guardians 2, um, has sent him off to try and find this, this creature that had been, you know, augmented, I guess, Mm -hmm. by the high evolutionary and then uh stuff happened and rocket was able to get free um and has been you know off doing his thing ever since but we learned the backstory that this this high evolutionary is really just this mad mad scientist is not even that's barely scratching the surface of what this guy is he is a narcissist calling him a mad scientist is putting it kindly (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. It is. It is kind. Very it is, kindly. It is, yeah, he is a. He is. He would have fit in really well with those the the that group of guys with the the, the guy with the funny mustache. Uh huh. He wouldn't. He would have fit in really really well. But in this case, his his thing was he likes to experiment on animals because he thinks humans are trash, and he thinks that if he can find a way to make animals human-like but also they'll be better he's essentially trying to create a utopia that's never going to happen because like he ends up creating this this alternate earth yeah yeah yeah, this alternate earth where all of the people living on it i'm doing air quotes are all animals that he has evolved Kind of like Pokemon, he's created yeah. this 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 you know this this science technique where he could evolve a creature from the creature we would recognize, you know, at a park or a zoo or whatever, and immediately they're anthropomorphized. Except in Pokemon, and, you have like two or three stages, and that's part of their yeah. No, he just goes cycle. he just goes yeah. from ba- he just goes from base Pokemon to to full full evolved in one fell swoop. Uh, even in Pokemon, they they talk about why that that's a bad idea. Okay, yeah. So uh, the 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 animal experimentation thing, because he hates humans, it just reminded me of all those times, like those assemblies he had at school about talking about how you know watch out for you know certain behaviors in people that you right. know, that this this is a sign that they might be up to something no good, and one of those things is. They are not kind to animals. And what's the next step up? Being not kind. I mean, I'm kind of keeping this YouTube friendly, I suppose. But uh, uh, a lack of. Yeah, lack of empathy. Lack empathy of or recognizing the, the value sanctity of, of, living. of life. Yeah, right. Uh, yes. yes, the sanctity of life. And, of life. and taking pleasure. In doing that and not realizing yeah, what yeah. I'm doing is wrong I'm and like, hurting okay, someone so else. Okay, so you think humans are trash, but it's okay to do all these things to animals. Okay, yeah, you're you're a loon, you're a Looney Tune. 
No offense to Bugs Bunny and company, because mm-hmm. you guys actually add something to to the universe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this guy, this guy is, yeah. No yeah. bueno. Should no have been bueno. locked up, tossed the key, Ego should have had his way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <sighs> Pretty much. And, and the thing is, is like, when he's doing, like, the actual, like, ev- the quick evolving... It's done in like a tube with some gas and stuff. So like, if that's not too bad, although right. some of the evolutions they look really, really weird. Yeah, um, kind of like okay. So like, you could kind of see a little bit of James Gunn's like trauma background in some of the yes <laughs> creature designs. Um, but um, but it's the actual. Because, like, he, he does these experiments in batches, so then each of the batches have numbers, and then each individual creature gets, like, a number, you know, so it's like, you know, Rocket is 8-P something something, or yeah. like that, you know, he's from batch 8, and he's experiment creature P13, or whatever the heck it is, I can't remember. Um... But he's actually moved on past Rocket's batch. Yes. But he needs... He keeps coming across stumbling blocks. Like, when they do the quick evolution, uh, the creatures are immediately, like, outrageously aggressive. And there's no, like, turning it off. They're just like, you know, the Tasmanian devil, speaking of Looney Tunes, just, ah! Yeah. so, um, but he's got Rocket, right? Who, yeah, you know, instantly Rocket knows what's wrong. Yeah, he realizes mm-hmm. what's wrong because he's been teaching Rocket and show, and Rocket's been doing like these math equations and all sorts of. Things. So Rocket is a little genius, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, even we, we even that. as a little, <laughs> even as a you know, a, an adolescent raccoon. Um, but in the you know, Rocket's being kept in a cage with three other experiments mm-hmm. um so there's uh an otter who ends up they end up naming they give themselves names yes um so the otter is lila yes and then there's a uh bunny rabbit who yes. calls herself floor yes <laughs> and then because there's she's floor. on the floor but my yes. canon is is Floor is also Spanish for flowers, so I'm thinking she doesn't know that, and she probably spent some time in flowers, so I'm going yeah. with yeah. floor equals flower in my Could head. Be. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I heard, I heard floor, and I'm like, like Floor Delacour from Harry Potter? That, that's no, like F-L-O-O-R. <laughs> oh, okay. T- take one of those O's out. And <laughs> I, I, hear, I hear flower, so yes. there you go. I'm going, with the, I'm going the Bambi route here. Yes. yes. Except Flower yeah. was a skunk in that movie, but never mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the um, floor. <laughs> yeah. um, and then a walrus named Teefs. Teefs, yes. Teefs. <laughs> because he had Teefs. Yeah. So. I don't know who the, I don't know, recognize the, the names of the, the people that voice Floor and Teefs, but Lila is Linda Cardellini. Who is already in the MCU as 
a certain wife of a certain archer. <gasps> oh, and an agent. <laughs> mm-hmm. A secret agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. I was like, why does it need sound familiar? Because <laughs> yeah. it is. Yes. She's also she's also Thelma in the live action Scooby Doo movies with Ah Matthew Lillard. So <laughs> uh, but well, I don't it all circles I, I, back. It does. Uh well it all circles back to James Gunn. <laughs> really yeah um yeah they actually reuse several people in this movie uh because judy greer who plays uh scott lang's ex-wife voices war pig uh in this (laughs) so um and of course we got the return of, of sylvester stallone tara strong comes in to do the voice of mainframe which had been voiced by miley cyrus in guardians 2 um, obviously tara strong voices everything but as far as the mcu is concerned she's miss manit yeah uh, i was gonna say she's she's our she's been in the mcu yeah um so yeah um but uh but yeah we uh so um but then rocket names himself rocket because he he spotted a rocket outside the window one of the few times he was actually let out of his cage um but yeah it's the it's the it's the experimentation experimentation done specifically on rocket that is probably one of the toughest things to watch that and the death of his friends uh because the high evolutionary uh when rocket starts to rebel um uh the high evolutionary ends up killing his his three fan- friends pretty brutally actually um so it's 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 tough yeah, and but mm-hmm. the the experimentation on on Rocket, on little baby Rocket, because yes. like the the movie opens with, you know, the the raccoon that's going to become Rocket being picked up out of a cage that's full of little baby raccoons, and they're all CGI, oh. but still, but still, mm. they look really realistic, and they're just they're so yeah. small, and the eyes are so big and black, and they're so scared. Yeah. And then they do the experiments on the little baby rat, and it's like, oh my god! Well, they, they deliberately, single... yeah, they deliberately pick the cutest, cuddliest little critters. They couldn't pick something like, well, I guess everything, everything when it's a baby is cute, but like, I don't know, yeah. blowfish or something that's like weird looking, <laughs> pufferfish, yeah, yeah. Well, and then every single time when the when he's talking to Rocket, how close he gets to his head. I'm just like, don't get your hands away from that cute little face and cranium, because I know what mm-hmm. you're capable of. You heard yeah. Rocket Lee Riot. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But it turns out that uh, part of the experimentation that was done on Rocket included putting a kill switch. Yeah. In his insides, so that if anybody tried to do anything to him, even if it was to try to save his life, 
then it would it would it would activate because the high the high evolutionary saw them more as property than as beings. So it's like this 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 you know experiment eight dash whatever is you know proprietary property of me and my organization. So if anybody's gonna mess with it, I'm gonna destroy it. So you put this kill switch in, but then Rocket gets injured when Adam, Adam Warlock comes looking for him and they realize that they can't do anything medically to try and save Rocket's life until they figure out a way to deactivate this kill switch. Um, and that means that they need a... It's all computer programming, so they need the code to to turn it off so it sends them on this whole adventure to, to get mm -hmm. to... You know, the facility eventually where the high evolutionary is and get the get the computer code. But in the process, you know, the, the team the team gets split up and they put in different combinations and that's how we end up with like Drax getting insulted, but then forgetting uh -huh. about it. Um we, we end up with we end up with Nathan Fillion properly being in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. First time he was a voice. Second time he was a, he was he was well. His scenes were cut. Uh, right. He Wasn't ends up he just a blink and you miss it poster? <laughs> yeah, he ends up being a blink and you miss movie poster in the background while the Dairy Queen is being destroyed in St. Louis. Um, <clears throat> but this time we get Nathan Fillion proper with multiple scenes. Yes, being a dick essentially. Yes. And him and Star Wars. He's a security guard. I mean, yes. that's, a, that's what he expects. He's, it's kind of his gig. He's got to yeah. be a dick. And, and him and Star Lord kind of bonding over, yeah, I got this crew. They aren't the best, but hey, good help, hard to find these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Oh. But finally, we get Nathan Fillion proper. Mm hmm. I thought that was quite fun. Yes. Times the charm. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, but eventually they end up having to go to, um, the the alternate Earth, um, to try and get the 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 you know, the code the the code that they need, um, and that's where they meet the. Ex, you know the experiment that the high evolutionary's gotten to at this point, which is to create a whole new planet populated with anthropomorphized animals. The none of them speak English. You know the the guardians show up in the middle of this town that looks like it's stuck somewhere in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, kind of looks like the house I grew up in. <laughs> kind of actually it looks. You know, not the house I grew up in, but some houses I was been into when I was a child. Um, but they managed to communicate at least a little bit when they're not yelling at Drax to not lay down on the people's couch and fall asleep. Couch, yeah. Because <laughs> apparently to Drax, that's what couches are for. They're for sleeping on. And I that's mean, it. It makes, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue with that logic. Yeah. Argue against that logic. Yeah. But of course... Yeah, they they've they've upgraded shipwise. Their 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 current ship is way bigger than the Milano mm -hmm. what they had before, which, you know, obviously the Milano 
was an homage to Alyssa Milano, um, who Star-Lord would have known from television before yes. he got abducted from Earth. Um, but their new ship is called the Bowie. Yes. As I wonder if it's not after David Bowie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Biggie Stardust himself. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, I think in, so, in some way that was James Gunn's way of having David Bowie be in the film because he never got David to actually be in oh, yeah. Guardians. Because, oh, like, he, he wanted him to, he was going to. Yeah, he was gonna try to get him in Guardians One, and they just got there, couldn't get it work. And then obviously David died <laughs> did, did a couple years any... after that. So really, they've only been able to just kind of use his music. Um, did Mister Gunn say what kind of role he had planned for David, or what character I, he would have had? David I don't for? remember. I'm sure it would have been something wacky and right up, right up David's alley. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, or he could have had him play it straight too, because I mean David could do that too. If you've ever seen The Prestige, oh yes, uh, oh, where yeah. he plays Nikola mm-hmm. Tesla. So yeah, yeah, yes. But, I mean, just David Bowie, he would have fit perfectly in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, it just sucks. He's not you know he's not around for yeah for, oh, to do that. To see him if he would have made it in Guardians, and then if he could have you know if he would have been around for I could. Him facing off with Tony Stark. Now that would have been something to see. <laughs> <laughs> Fanfic writers, please. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So. It's like, Tony Stark, I'd like you to meet Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> yes. You thought Dr. Stephen Strange was weird. Yep, we loaded this guy. Yeah. This is... This is- where where Doctor Strange got his weird, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so again, the Guardians get split up a little. Um, but uh, in the. <sighs> This was, I think, of all the things that happened in this movie, this may have been the most shocking thing, at least to me, is when they realize where they need to go to try and get, you know, the the information they need to to save Rocket. Um, Peter's like, you know, can I take your car? Even though he has no idea how to drive. Uh, He left Earth when he he was eight. Um, Yes. He He didn't get any, he didn't get any backfield lessons okay here you go no, no. park break no. gas he can fly a starship <laughs> with yeah, his eyes problem. closed but yes. can't drive a car apparently knows how apparently to get into the car because of course the, this earth is stuck like i said in the late 80s early 90s so <laughs> children and we get our first bomb hang on i'm getting there sorry <laughs> You're running the surprise. <laughs> Forget I said anything. Yeah. <laughs> Children, back in the day, if you wanted to get into a car, you had to put the key in the slot. Yes. In the turn. side of the door, usually uh-huh. near the handle. Yes. Turn it. 
mm-hmm. and then open the car door. And if you yeah. were already in the car and someone needed to get in and it was locked, they had these little things. <laughs> I don't even know what you call them. Like the kind of, it depends on the vehicle. They might look like <laughs> a little like antenna. Buttons, but taller. They might, well, yes. they might look like they might look like an antenna or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And not quite a silver you, joystick. <laughs> yeah. And you pulled it up to unlock and then you push it back down mm-hmm. to lock. And yeah. then sometimes, depending on the make of the model of the car. On the outside, not only to unlock it, did you have to use the key, but sometimes there was a button you needed to push before you could pull the handle. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Nebula was struggling <laughs> with this concept of having yes. to push the button and then pull the handle. Uh-huh. And sometimes you kind of needed to push the button with your thumb, but still have your hands, the rest of your fingers in the handle so you could push and kind of pull the handle at the same time. It just depends on the make of the model of the car. Sometimes so. it wasn't a one-handed deal. Sometimes you had to use both hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if and if your hands weren't strong enough, well, then you were just locked out. Exactly. And exactly. And so this is your your mom or dad would have to let you in somehow. Yeah. And so this or is if you lived in cold climates, if the door froze, you would have to reef on that thing, and hopefully the door would slam shut after you pulled it open. Yeah, really. Or you, that, or you would it, have to wait until the car oh warmed God. up and then went in. No, I remember having cars like that back in the day, mm-hmm. where if if yeah. it if, if it got cold and the door was frozen, sorry, you're and, not getting in. And if or you have to try to squeak or, through the window. Or, or <laughs> listening. And they're like, how did you survive? And it's like, oh, just wait. Mm. Your time is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, some of those so, Facebook posts that you see that say, don't mess with the kids from the late 70s to the 90s. You know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So when your mom or dad was like, hey, we need to go. Let's get in the car. First, you needed to turn, you know, shut, turn off your your stereo with your record player, mm-hmm. and go outside and maybe push the button and pull the handle on the 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 car door to be able to get in. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, and you're depending on what year it was, your car may have a, a cassette player, and your parents may put in something good. Right. Uh, um, and you may or may not have back seatbelts, depending mm-hmm. on how old the car was. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, archaic compared to what yeah. we have now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously, very archaic to people who have spent their entire existence living in space, uh, where stuff like that does not need to exist for any reason whatsoever. So, Nebula is struggling with the, trying to get into the car a smidge. Can you blame her? No. She's not from Earth. She is not even human, you know, at least not anymore. Uh, you know, she's more machine than, than, than person these days. Although her upgrade, uh, her, uh, some of her upgrades are pretty awesome. She's got this new art. A new arm that's all nanotechnology. Tony Stark would be very proud. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. 
apparently apparently that was done by rocket as a thank you uh again spoilers for the holiday special for her giving him bucky's arm Mm -hmm. as a christmas present i wonder if some of that nanotechnology um rocket didn't steal when he visited stark tower and talked to Tony. <laughs> like, um, I doubt it, but he may have, to- yeah, he may have heard about it from Nebula though, because Nebula and Tony were stuck together. True, but you know what I'm little, getting at for yeah, for a little bit. So I know. want that. Maybe Tony just obliged. Yeah, whatever. Talking yeah. rec, so, talking record. But yeah, at, at, at some point between Endgame and the uh, or somewhere in between. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the the uh Guardians holiday special Nebula was able to go and hunt down Bucky Barnes and take his arm according to James Gunn in the middle of the night she went and just took it and gave it to Rocket as a Christmas present so the Thunderbolts is going to be very interesting to Uh see what Bucky's doing for uh, an arm <laughs> yeah so he probably just called up shuri like uh yeah shuri <laughs> uh hey remember that one arm you gave me well br- yeah yeah. Um, yeah i need another yeah yeah um, or, or maybe or maybe he's just like okay nebula comes to this like okay here shuri's making me an upgrade i don't need this so so you just tell rocket you just snuck in in the middle of the night and <laughs> well no according to James Gunn that's what she did <laughs> so if the, the writer director said that's what she did that's what she did mm-hmm. so now whether Bucky knew about it to be determined yeah. so but or according, if he allowed it yeah <laughs> yeah according to according to the man at the top that's that's how she acquired Bucky's vibranium arm so that is canon uh according to james Gunn. so so anyway so yeah nebula's got this new arm and maybe maybe part part of the fact maybe that's also part of the fact why she struggled with the door and the 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 lock so much but either way peter quill she knew she had to be gentle otherwise she ripped the door off (laughs) yeah really peter quill being peter quill and being the hothead that he is because you know he likes to he likes to fly off the handle every now and then we all saw what happened uh, mm-hmm. in Infinity War. Uh, he drops the MCU's first F-bomb. Proper yeah, F-bomb. Yeah, yeah. Now, according to some people, depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. we already had our first F-bomb. It just wasn't in English because it was Groot that said it. <sighs> Teenage Groot, specifically. Um, but he's still saying Groot, so it don't count <laughs> right so we yeah this is and this is not the first said. and this is not the first marvel movie to ever use an f-bomb obviously deadpool uses right. them a lot uh they go back go back to the the punisher movie in the late 80s that's like he yes. uses the f-bomb a bazillion times but those aren't mcu right so as far as the mcu is concerned this is our first blatant use of the F-bomb. And of course mm-hmm. it comes out of Peter Kroll's mouth. And Rachel did not he's, have money Because he's that like, she had open money the effing door! <laughs> door. <Yes. laughs> so. 
I was a little surprised. I mean, if I was going to say of any of the MCU characters that we already have, right. who is the most likely to drop the F bomb? I Peter would probably be in my top five. Right. Probably followed by Tony. Tony. They're still, still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony and then Peter Quill. I, I mean, I honestly really thought we were not going to hear it until we got Deadpool. But mm-hmm. nope, James Gunn keeping us on our toes. Mm-hmm. Although I would be surprised if if there wasn't a joke about it in the next Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Now yeah. now it's all now it's almost mandatory that Deadpool is like, hey, who stole my line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and you know that um. What what's his bucket? Um, yeah, that James Gunn's going to the DC. That gets to DC, they'll be like, "Wait a minute, you stole my thunder, and then you left." Yeah, really. I don't know the joke. The joke, I think, writes itself. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's too much low hanging fruit for uh, for uh, for Ryan Reynolds. No. <laughs> hey, if the low hanging no fruit is offered, you gotta go for it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's that's kind of like what Deadpool does. Is sometimes he does go for yeah. the low hanging fruit. So, so there you go. There you go, Ryan. If you weren't already thinking about it, you can have that one for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll let you iron out the details of how exactly uh, that 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 goes. But uh... or, or or you might want to put in our in my character contract. I am the only one that is allowed to drop. That f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blade okay. is in the corner, like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, mm-hmm. Sharpening, you know, sharpening his knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it, making sure he's got all, making sure he's got all the garlic bullets he needs. That too. <laughs> Holy water vials. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So, but yeah, but obviously, as we are to do in in these types of films, we end up having a big, ta-da, you know, rush on the bad guys' facilities and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. All and hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose, and the the, the high evolutionary realizes that his that this version of Earth, his experiment's been a failure. So he's just going to wipe the slate clean and uh, start over again. So that's exactly what he does: is he just kind of sets the planet to self destruct and kills everybody on the planet whether he intended to I mean, he really i'm sure he just intended to kill you know the mm-hmm. occupants and if there were just any other stragglers collateral uh, the, damage collateral <laughs> damage he didn't care so yeah um aisha adam warlock's mother ends up getting killed um and um but they they all end up everyone manages to to make it to safety either in the ship or in uh the evolutionary's kind of compound building thing which apparently can take off like a rocket um it's not just an office building it doubles as a spaceship uh so um 
so of course you know there's a, the showdown um uh, they in the meantime they they realize that there are children not just animals right uh being held captive on this ship building thing and they they don't speak english but turns out drax speaks their language which we don't know why um but ends up being very helpful um and very cute too yeah I mean, mm-hmm. that's the the father you know the drax that that comes out uh in that so yeah um it's it's very adorable um and, and then too later on it was cool to see nebula even kind of take on that role to like hey i can do this yeah i can still yeah. be kick-ass but still have a heart of gold <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly exactly um but of course this movie really being rockets movie oh yeah when it comes when it comes to the high evolutionary if anyone's <laughs> going to take him down it's going to be rocket it's be rocket so i mean the the cheers that went up when rocket just went for it in my cinema i thought it it was just like yep <laughs> you take him down mm-hmm. he'd already done it once yeah exactly he just finished what he started <laughs> really because in the flashbacks we see rocket escape mm-hmm. in the process he absolutely destroys the evolutionary's face yep makes uh red skull's face look almost human yeah tame <laughs> yeah take red skull and um deadpool face and combine them together and make it really bloody and that's yep. what rocket did to the high evolutionary <laughs> all those years mm-hmm. ago yep. so yeah he's really just finishing what he so what he started so yep um so he ends up beating the crap out of the high evolutionary and the building blows up but and of course that means he could still be alive maybe maybe yeah. although i don't know why they'd bring him back no um, no this that's that's one bad guy that i don't think needs to come back for any reason uh-uh. um, nope. no i think we're good yeah yeah nope, we're good but in the but in the process of uh, they save all the kids and all of the animals mm-hmm so, because they couldn't, they couldn't just save the the the, the human adorableness. They had no. to save the non-human adorableness as as well, which was very cute. Because the first rocket was just trying to save the raccoons. Yep, but then he, he saw see, the other animals. He, yeah, and he he sees on the cage the word raccoon. He's like, oh shit, I actually am a raccoon. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've denied it for how long? And uh, yeah, yeah, they weren't lying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like, you. Dude, that's you're a raccoon. You. Yeah, uh, but he 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 realizes that he needs that they need to save all the animals. So even mm-hmm. though everything is blowing up around them, and the they the Craglin had had and all the all the folks in nowhere had flown nowhere because apparently you can put rocket boosters on the head of a dead eternal. Um, and fly at places uh so they but they've taken the nowhere and bumped it up against the the, the building and uh they're they're 
you know, trying to get people from the building as it's exploding and falling apart onto nowhere. And Cosmo's being a very good dog, using her powers to try and make it as safe as possible. Like for I them said, to get across MVD, and, most valuable yeah. dog. Yeah. And then they get everyone across except for Peter Quill. And then oh, Peter yeah. tries to jump for it and doesn't make it. And he ends up floating in space. And we think we're going to get a repeat of Yondu's death because he gets all frozen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Adam Warlock yep. to the rescue because he had been saved previously by Groot instead of being utterly destroyed. And by showing him compassion, they made mm-hmm. him realize that he doesn't need to be just a crazy overpowered you know really man baby right you know beating people up <laughs> so uh, uh, which is good because Adam Warlock is like ridiculously powerful and he wasn't even fully cooked is no. the thing could you imagine how Adam Warlock how powerful he would be if, if he had been allowed to mature completely in his egg yeah it would have been ridiculous because he's like i mean he's got powers i mean like he's super strong uh he can fly through space without needing you know any protection for you know it's not freeze he can can breathe and, and stuff so i've seen some people equate him to like vision because like he's this uber he's this very powerful being that was like almost literally born yesterday. So he doesn't know anything about how the world works. He just knows what he's been taught. Uh, in this case, by his his mother, um, who obviously she's not necessarily the um, um, most stable uh, person to be teaching somebody. Mm-mm. right from wrong because uh, after what happened in Guardians 2 <laughs> you know, she's like she's a little unhinged um, she's also terrified of the high evolutionary because he is the one who created the sovereign in the first place they were one of his earlier experiments um, and Adam was also you know, supposed to be a, a you know a, a, an opportunity to maybe take the sovereign and Plus him, but he got cracked from his egg before he was actually done. So um, he's 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 immature, but he's willing to learn, which is good. Um, going forward, because you you to have somebody that strong be on your side is a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so Peter Peter almost dies, but he gets saved by Adam Warlock. Um, but then they they realize that um you know while they've been a very good team and uh they've had lots of fun together that it's time for them to maybe go do other things um so uh Gamora goes back with the ravagers um and Nebula takes over, leading nowhere. Um, and um, like I said, Mantis takes off for her gap year. 
<laughs> Drax stays behind on nowhere with the the children to to play daddy essentially with the the, the children. Um, Will makes Rocket captain of the the Guardians, um, and Peter goes to Earth proper, proper Earth to reunite with his grandfather because his grandfather jason is still alive um so um that's that's cool and cute um in the mid credit scene we get to see our new guardians with rocket in charge groot who we get grown groot and then that Groot gets beat up essentially and falls apart except for the head mm-hmm. and is a but he's able to regrow himself again so this is really like Groot three. <laughs> oh boy although really I, I guess if the head was intact then maybe it's it's still the same Groot it's still Groot 2.0 because that because it has the head and it has all the memories and everything so but either way this Groot by the time we get to the mid credit scene this Groot is jacked Mm-hmm. Like this group decided that he needed to put like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger at his peak to 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 shame. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah, so we got Jacked Groot, Cosmo, such a good dog, mm-hmm. uh Craglin, Adam Warlock, um, and Phyla, who is one of the uh, rescued children um who eventually uh because she she's straight out of the comic books uh but most people think that she is going to be eventually known as Qua- quasar um so which in the comic she's actually the daughter of marvell which is the male captain marvel that all if you remember a couple of years ago when we did a, a, a an episode uh when shazam came out talking mm-hmm. about the history of captain marvel and the name now <laughs> bounced yeah. around until eventually marvel was like no it's ours um so yeah there was a captain marvel at one point who was male obviously not carol danvers and had a child um and that's that's uh, uh quasar in in the comic book so um but that's who most people think phyla is gonna as she grows up she will take on the name quasar likely right now she's you know she's a little kid i mean she's not a little little kid i mean she's probably uh, yeah. she's she's older than love it from Thor Love and Thunder. So older in love, older than Morgan Stark. So um but probably still too young to be out. Apparently not. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Apparently not. So um and then Adam's pet blurp. <laughs> Which I thought blurp maybe was maybe a distant relation to morris but oh, i don't yeah. think so no no 
like they they kind of look like this. It's a similar idea, fluffy body, multiple limbs, but in this case, like the head is different. It doesn't have wings. Um, so, but blurp, not quite Morris. Still kind of cute though. Um, yeah. and then our, our post credit scene is just Peter talking to his grandfather, catching up, and his 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 grandfather, like Peter's just eating cereal, you know, at the kitchen table, like you know, something he did when he was before he got abducted. <laughs> yeah, something he did like 30 years ago. Um <laughs> and somebody, you know, somebody's outside mowing the lawn, and he, you know, he's he's talking, and the grandfather's kind of listening to him, but he's reading the paper, really reading the paper, and you see on the front page uh of the newspaper kevin bacon abducted by aliens <laughs> which is exactly what happens in the holiday special is they abduct kevin bacon mm-hmm. <laughs> so kevin bacon the actor exists within the mcu well hopefully he doesn't get cast as like a character because i'd really screw things up I mean, who's to say Who it couldn't be Kevin Bacon acting? Like some, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> this is why somebody else gets hired for these things and not me. I would say this is why people get paid the big bucks to, to write these things. But as we see with the WGA, they're not getting paid enough. So, uh well, right now they're not getting paid at all. So that's mm. true. That is very true. Uh, Nobody's but, uh, getting paid. Nobody. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 still funny. I mean, it's still got its its funny bits. It's still got a lot of hearts. Yeah, the whole rocket stuff is hard to watch. You know. Um, honestly, I if you're not even slightly bothered by the rocket stuff then i'm gonna question your i may need to label you a psychopath um if it does you know if it doesn't bother you at least a, a little bit but i uh, you know obviously some some people are, are softer have way softer spots when it comes to animals and those people i know that are marvel fans i've been telling them like you might want to hold off for yeah a while so um or just let somebody fill you in so you got the gist of it <laughs> yeah you know if you, let if me you show you the someone... bits with adam warlock he's going to be important yeah. going forward the rest of them maybe not so much <laughs> yeah if you've got someone who can like fast forward through it when it comes to streaming or something i don't know yeah, Something like yeah. That. this 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 is it's not one that like if you're going to struggle seeing it in the theaters don't go see it in the theaters because mm-hmm. the, it's not like it's a scene and you can get up and like go to the bathroom and then come back when it's safe because we get flashback of rocket several times because he's in a coma present yeah. day for a good chunk of the movie so we're getting what led up to rocket yeah the rock rocket we know um 
before they're able to you know deactivate this this kill switches in him and even then he does temporarily die and has kind of a, a near-death harry potter type existence where he meets up with layla lila and his friends again and you know he's carried around this guilt because they got killed and he survived you know he's got survivor's guilt and all that stuff and you know they're all like we missed you so much and he's like i miss you guys too and lila was kind of his girlfriend um in a way um not that rocco would admit to it i think um but then he's all like, you know, I want to come with you. And Lila's all like, well, yeah, you could, but it's not your time yet. Um, and that's when Rocket comes back after Peter Quill does some CPR on on Rocket. So, um, but uh, but yeah, because it, because it's not all just done in just one scene. It was it's just not something yeah. you could just get up and walk away and come back. So this is something you probably want to wait for streaming so you can skip over or just, I don't know, find YouTube videos. Like I said, Adam Warlock is like the important bit going forward. So just find bits on YouTube where people talk about Adam Warlock and his importance and his story and stuff, because, you know, the most of the. I know Batista and Zoe have said that they're done as far as they know. You know, they fulfilled their contracts. You know, nobody's told them about anything going forward. So um, as far as they are concerned, they are done playing these characters for the at least the foreseeable future. Obviously, James Gunn mm-hmm. is otherwise occupied for yeah, the foreseeable I, I future. And I know at least Batista would not do another Guardians without james gunn at the helm um he's extremely loyal to him um pratt has said he's willing to come back uh karen has said she's willing to come back um so and i have not heard anything of like you know bradley cooper vin diesel you know potentially coming back uh you know as as rocket and groot and i i i saw someone i saw someone's fan theory because as as the group is like saying their goodbyes and groot actually speaks english he says i love you guys oh and i saw someone's theory at a comment on a youtube video i was watching somebody's uh like breaking down somebody who actually like knows the comics because i don't um and the fan theory was that Groot was not actually speaking English, but the idea the idea is it's something that they were telling I don't think outright tell Nebula, but it's just kind of implied because this Nebula does not understand Groot. But eventually by the end of the movie she does. So the the idea is that if you hang around Groot often enough, you'll begin to understand him. And this is our third Guardians movie with Groot. So he was actually saying, I am Groot, like normal, but we heard it as what he was actually saying as audience because we've spent so much time with Groot. Now we understand him too. I really like that theory. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. And there is a, the thing on the, on the screen that says the legendary Star-Lord will return. 
Uh, so when and where that will be, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and find out. Well, is it is it going to be Secret Wars? Is it going to be, you know, is Peter just going to get to have a nice little vacation? And then, you know, when Kang Dynasty, you know, comes around, they're going to be like, ah, we need legendary Star-Lord. So, I mean, Adam Warlock is definitely going to be a good good guy to have in our pocket for Kang Dynasty. So, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he can pack a wallop. <laughs> so he's yeah. going to be really handy against Kang. Uh, but really, you're just, we're just gonna have to wait and see what what happens. You know, it's like it's it's a really good ending for the Guardians, and Disney has supposedly said, obviously the 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 Captain America that we're gonna get with Sam Wilson as our captain as an exception, and obviously Thor, Love and Thunder. But supposedly Disney slash Marvel, Kevin Feige, whoever, has said that they're no longer planning on doing more than three films that are character specific. Um, so obviously, if it's an event like Avengers, they'll do as many as, you know, humanly possible. Um, but we're not... In theory, we're not going to get a Guardians 4. They're not doing more than trilogies going forward. Um, so obviously, we've had four Thors, yeah. but and we're getting a fourth Captain America, but it's with a different Captain America. So maybe you, you, maybe there's a little gray area there. Um, so, uh, but that doesn't mean that these characters can't pop up elsewhere. Um, because like I said, by the time we get to Kang Dynasty, it's going to be like Thanos all over again. We're going to need as many hands on deck as possible. So, but it's, Wait it's good. See, I, I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, you know, it's not, again, it's not one of those necessarily universe changing, you know, obviously the introduction of Adam Warlock is, is important. Um, well, but like, the, the Guardians, like they, they came in kind of in the latter part of the Infinity Saga, as far as, like, character introductions. So this was kind of like, this was their send-off. This is, you know, their, uh, you know, as far as this specific group goes. So it was kind of, it was kind of a holdover from that, more or less. So it's, it's, it's a little different than than some of the things that that, that are going on. Yeah, exactly. But it's good. It's definitely very good. I mean, great performances. Obviously, James Gunn and this cast work together really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Gunn knows his knows his stuff, so you know, you can't. Uh, I don't really have any complaints other than you know it is tough to watch, but that's not necessarily a complaint. It's yeah. just it's it's it hurts it you know they're definitely i was definitely you know i cried several times there are also several times where i laughed out loud and the audience did too um there you go so you know you got um everything you would expect really from um you know the 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 movies up to you know at this point you know with the 
the the MCU doesn't always isn't always a happy go lucky time. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it's it's very good, great act. I mean, could I? I mean, there's multiple people that that requ- are required to make Rocket become the Rocket we see on the screen. Um, Sean Gunn does all the motion capture. Um, so really, you kind of got to give it to both Bradley Cooper and Sean Gunn for this amazing performance of Rocket. I mean, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. So, um, yeah, you know, again, you know, <laughs> like we said all the way back when the first Guardians came out, and we've been saying ever since when we talk about the MCU mm-hmm. and the way it's grown and expanded and like, yeah, you know, you know, we're talking about Iron Man and people are like, really? Iron Man? And like, here we are, 32 films later, and we're crying over CGI raccoons. Yeah. Who would just as much, you know, flick you off and curse at you than give you a hug. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is an interesting time. Rocket, Rocket would give you a hug, but it's only because he's trying to pickpocket something off of you in the process. Yeah, you got- I need that guy's arm. Yep. Or the leg. Or the leg. Well, he he got he got that arm. <laughs> yes, he did. All right. So there you go. Anything else? Nope. Right. I think we got it covered. Okay. Bring on oh, secret invasion. Uh, there you go. Well, if any of our listeners want to uh, chime in on their thoughts on the newest Guardians of the Galaxy or any other topics we covered here today in the news and what have you, uh, you can send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. That has links to all of our social media, um, places you can leave comments, which we will treat as as feedback. Read that out on the podcast. And we also have ways to support the podcast if you are so inclined uh, we have patreon we have a merch shop and uh yeah so just check that out on the website and uh, we've got all the show notes and stuff there too and links to all the places you can find the podcast um and of course we thank you all for listening and we appreciate you being here with us and enjoying our shenanigans and what have you and uh yeah thanks for, thanks for coming along on the ride we try to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has been a ride. <laughs> to put it mildly. All right. With that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tell me, guys. Did that look cool? Thank you for listening to The Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. 
remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.